Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. Casey Bubba. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. And we are here to catch you up on all of Thursday's action around the diamond and get you ready for Friday, April 21st, full day of baseball. We start with Wrigley Field during the daytime, a little matinee action between the Dodgers and the Cubs. And we go all throughout the day, all 15 games across baseball. But let's talk about Thursday. We have injury news and other news, as always plus some highlights and more. So let's get at it. The Oakland Athletics, this happened kind of uh, after recording on Wednesday evening for Thursday's show. They announced they have acquired land slash property in Las Vegas to build a stadium. I believe that means they are leaving Oakland, folks, and they'll be gone, I think, after the 2026 season. It's a shame. It's a travesty the way they've treated the fans there in Oakland. They put up bad product on the field in a bad stadium, and now they're leaving town. So the Oakland A's will be no longer in a couple seasons. Madison Bumgarner was designated for assignment. See you, Mad Bum. Yeah, he he gone after he got shelled again against the St. Louis Cardinals on Wednesday. Um, everyone saw this, and it was Brandon Brandon Fought season all over Twitter. Not so fast, my friends. Tommy Henry is getting the call to make the start on Sunday, where Mad Bum would have started. The quote unquote excuses from those around um, Arizona is. Brandon is definitely ready to be a big league pitcher. No questions about that. His is, is, you know, triple A numbers are great. It just didn't match up with the schedule. That's their excuse, which is garbage in my opinion. And you can't just, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. If you're, if you think you're going to contend, the Arizona Dimebacks are leading the NL West. They have a winning record right now. It's just a, a shame all across the board. And to make it more fun on Thursday evening, Brandon fought. This is why he wasn't "quote unquote" ready for Sunday. He had a scheduled start. They could have just like scratched him and said, "Don't pitch till Sunday." Novel concept, I know. Pretty crazy stuff. But um, on Thursday night in AAA, seven innings pitched on eighty-four pitches, three hits, zero runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. I think he's ready, folks. I think that was the only thing they got right. They said he's ready. Just win is the question. So Tommy Henry takes the start for now, and then they play at Colorado when the spot in the rotation will be next week. It might still be a week or two until we see Brandon Fott, unfortunately. A little other minor league news here. Ellie De La Cruz, big-time prospect for the Cincinnati Reds, is off the IL, and he was batting second for AAA Louisville. 21-year-old big-time prospect. Has good power, good speed, Second or shortstop third base talent. Uh, the Reds could obviously use him. Fancy fans could obviously use him. Yeah, we will see him at some point this season. So he's back. He's quote-unquote healthy for now, and he's playing in some real meaningful baseball games. Stop me if you've heard this before. 
Carlos Rodon is having back issues again, and now he's going back in for another CT scan because the other ones were some showed good things, some still inconclusive, so they're going to wait for those results. They're hoping for the minimum, of course, and they'll get a timetable once they get the uh, situation under control. It's just a continuing saga in the Carlos Rodon saga. Now we're kind of hoping for mid-May, potentially, for Rodon. We'll see how that one plays out. Kentamayeta left his start early on Thursday. He wasn't really dominating either. Not a lot of swing and misses going on, so I was kind of getting concerned. But then he leaves, and he takes a line drive off his shin. He was down in serious pain. Looked bad, but x-rays were negative, and I'm actually hoping he'll make his next start. So we'll see how that goes with Kentamayeta. More Yankees news. They signed Cole Calhoun to a minor league contract. Nothing crazy at this point in time, but we've seen this situation with Cole Calhoun have his moments. His swing is built for that short portion right field. And the Yankees are known to have injury issues in the outfield. Obviously, Stanton's already out for a while. Aaron Hicks is just a matter of time. They ha- they will be a time when Gold Calhoun is relevant in deeper formats. Don't go running right now, folks. Deeper, AL-only, 15-team-plus formats. About a couple hours before game time on uh, Thursday night, Jameson Tyon was uh, scratched as he goes to the IL with a groin injury. When it happened, I have no idea. But it's pretty crazy stuff. They're saying it's a minor injury, minimum time on the IL should make the situation go away. Javier Assad made the start. Didn't look too bad taking on a juggernaut like the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, at least kind of a juggernaut, not the juggernaut of old in L.A. But uh, Javier Assad in his start against the Dodgers went only three innings, two runs, two walks, three strikeouts as they're stretching him out because he's kind of a long reliever in the pen. But he did have moments last season where he did start for the um, Chicago Cubs, he made eight starts and nine appearances. He had a 311 ERA, 492 XFIP, a little bit of strikeout stuff, nothing crazy. He has an interesting two-start next week, San Diego Padres and then at the Washington Nationals. So that'll be quite the situation come Sunday fab time. Is how much money do we put on Assad and do we trust it? So be careful on that one. Max Scherzer, as we suspected, wasn't going to be able to avoid it because if you get tossed for sticky stuff, you spend 10 days in sticky stuff prison, a.k.a. suspended. He was going to appeal it, then he dropped the appeal immediately, going, I, there's no fighting this, let's just start the suspension. So he is getting suspended for 10 days, and um, Joey LaCasey is taking his spot in rotation. We'll talk more about Joey L. later on. Mookie Betts was activated from the paternity list. The game was delayed due to weather. Betts went from the airport to the ballpark, made it in time, came off the bench, and he played shortstop. So he's already got one game under his belt at shortstop. They're expecting him to play there for a little while. So he should get some shortstop eligibility in no time for some of you shallower uh, eligibility leagues. And at the same time, there's a couple other rosters. Most importantly, Evan Phillips heads to the paternity list, the potential closer for the Dodgers. He'll be gone for a couple days as well. Josh Donaldson returned from the IL for the Yankees. Nothing too crazy there. We'll see how long this lasts for and how that plays out. But I still think it's a, a kind of platoon situation. I, don't, I hope Josh doesn't get in the way of what they have going with some of the youth, with DJ LeMahieu and company in New York. This one is a massive bummer. I'm, I am a huge Logan O'Hoppy fan. He is proving he is a real deal fantasy catcher, and it's not good, folks. He injured his shoulder on a swing on Monday in Boston, but he, can't, he stayed in the game. Things were fine. He injured it real bad on Thursday evening. Leaves the game with left shoulder sublimation. Um, he'll be evaluated in a few days. They want to let the swelling go down. Then they'll take some imaging, some scanning, all that good stuff. Then he'll likely see a specialist. Uh, this could be a while. It looked it looked like a lot more than just, hey, he's out for 10 to 15. This is one that they said might require surgery. 
And if that's the case, he's pretty much, I'd say, done for the season. And the problem is, is like Tatis could rehab it and, and get back. Ohapi has to play catcher. That's a different scenario. So I'm sadly thinking surgery is coming his direction because he's going to need to get it fixed. And that's a shame. The talent's there. The young kid's there. And now he might have to wait till next season to really see him flourish, hopefully. Uh, Michael Grove of the Los Angeles Dodgers left his start on Thursday night with a groin injury. It's a common theme. He's going to head to the IL. Uh, after the game, Dave Roberts mentioned how it happened, and this just makes me – sometimes there's funny baseball injuries. No injury is funny, but baseball injuries, you know, like Sammy Sosa hurts his back sneezing. Jeremy Affelt cuts his hand, breaking apart frozen hamburgers. Well, Michael Grove, I mentioned the rain delay in Chicago. He slipped on the bullpen mound rubber before the game and kind of tweaked it and then hurt it more in the fourth inning when he was you know fielding a ball. So he's out. Now we wait and see. Is it Gavin Stone time? Is it Bobby Miller time? What are we doing in L.A.? This is going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Plus, Ryan Pepio and um, Tony Gonsolin should be back in the beginning of May. So is it a short-term fix? Do they go longer? Lots of questions in L.A. Some good news here. A couple of and a couple of good news. Bryce Harper, we already mentioned he's taking the reps at first base because he's going to start there. Where he wants to play first base when he gets back. He's taking batting practice. Now he's throwing from 60 feet, and they announced he will not need a rehab assignment when he's cleared to play. He's supposed to meet with his doctor to get reevaluated at the beginning of May if all goes well, and the doctor gives a thumbs up. He will be back DHing in early May, and then after some more time when he's cleared to actually play the field, he'll play the field. But there's a chance where it sounded like Harper wouldn't be back till the All-Star break, which is in July. We might be getting Harper back in mid-May. So good on you if you stashed Bryce Harper. And if you didn't, I've seen him dropped in leagues. So check out your waiver wire, folks. That could be one to sneak across the goal line this weekend. Last but not least, the best bit of news on the show. We've mentioned the updates as we have gotten them throughout the season. But Liam Hendricks announced, he posted it on his Instagram, he's cancer-free. He passed his test. He's in remission. Beautiful thing. Now it's just ramped back up. Uh, baseball now becomes the new priority for him. Obviously, wasn't should not have been, wasn't a priority. He was way more important things to worry about, and now he's good to go. I expect him back real soon. He has not to get super stretched out. He's coming out of the bullpen. He's been staying in shape. Lance Lynn's talked about him throwing on the side is to keep his arm loose. I wouldn't be shocked if we get him back by the end of May. I really do. He's a he's a he's a horse. He's a hard worker. He's a dog, as they say. I don't see it uh, keeping him out too much longer. So. Awesome, awesome news. Liam Hendricks, cancer-free. Good stuff there. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from your Thursday night, April 20th action here. James Outman, the Los Angeles Dodgers, been leading off with Mookie Betts out. He went two for five on Thursday with two home runs, two runs, and five RBIs. One of those home runs was a grand slam late in the game to give them the lead. On the season now, Outman's hitting 290 with five home runs, 12 runs scored, 15 RBIs, and two stolen bases. He balling, and he's looking for that NL Rookie of the Year push early for James Outman. Xander Bogarts, this is one I, I keep wanting to bring up because I was out on Xander. I take my L's with the best of them, um, and shortstop's a really good position this year. He keeps crushing it to start out. He's two for four with a home run, two runs scored, and two RBIs on Thursday. On the season now, X-Man is hitting 350 with five home runs, 14 runs scored, 12 ribbies, and one stolen base. Good on you, Xander, enjoying his new home in San Diego. Who wouldn't enjoy a new home in San Diego? So good for him. And then I want to mention Anthony Rizzo. Most of the time we talk about home run hitters. He did not hit a home run on Thursday. 
but he did go three for three with two runs scored, an RBI, and two walks. He reached base five times. He's putting together quite a nice start to the season. He's missed a little bit of time with back issues, and he'll do that. That's Anthony Rizzo. He's battled that for a long time. But overall in the season, Anthony Rizzo's hitting 344 with four home runs, 10 runs scored, 10 RBIs with a 449 OBP. He's making fantasy managers that decide to wait on first base and take a chance on Anthony Rizzo very, very happy. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the daily batters box at pitcherlist.com. Starting pitching highlights on the day, there's a lot of them, a lot of surprising starts. Ronzi Contreras, six and two-thirds, one earned, five hits, two walks, eight strikeouts as he got it done against Cincinnati at home in Pittsburgh. 14 whiffs with a 35% CSW on 93 pitches. He looked great. He bounced back a bit um, uh, recently, but overall he entered his first three starts before tonight's outing with an ERA of six and a 5.21 XFIP. Good to see from Ronzi. It's always the controls. If he can limit the walks, he's got the nasty to go with it. So good for Ronzi Contreras. Tanner Houck, man, I hope this is a thing to come. Uh, the stuff's always been good. It's been more of a walk, control, get deep into game situation. He put together seven innings, three earned, six hits, one walk, seven Ks against the Twins on Thursday with 16 whiffs, 33% CSW, and got up to 96 pitches. All great things to see. The Red Sox need it. Fantasy managers will love to see it. Good for Tanner Houck. And then Matt Strom. The Phillies keep trying to stretch him out. He had a good first start last week. He got it done against the Road Rockies first game with that Rocky hangover out of Coors Field. Five and a third, three earned, three hits, two walks, 11 strikeouts. Matt Strom was slicing. It's like at least two Ks an inning. He was just making it happen on the bump. 14 whiffs, 38% CSW on 82 pitches. He's been around that 80-pitch mark now for two straight starts. They need to stretch him out a little more. That would be great for us fantasy fantasy folks. But Matt Strom got it done. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Not a lot going on in the world of bullpens on Thursday as there's either blowouts or two tight games. There's only two saves around the diamond. David Bednar and Josh Hader. Both collected their six saves, the only two saves on the day. There's only seven games, but uh, pretty good for Bednar and Hayer, both with six saves. Read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information about all things bullpen-related. All right, before we get crack a on a preview for Friday, April 21st, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. 
Let's hear from our good buddy Mark Paquette with a look at today's weather. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, we get some issues today. It's probably a snow out in Minnesota. Uh, just horrible weather. Who plays baseball in Minnesota in April? It's terrible. And Cleveland's going to be miserably cold and wet as well. These are the two main games that are weather issues, but and they very well could postpone. But besides that, we're looking good. So back to you. Thanks as always, Mark. We really appreciate it. Let's talk some DFS targets on the day. And with 12 games on your main slate, there's lots of ways to go where there's no course field and there's no Great American Small Park. So that's always makes things a bit interesting. I'm looking at Baltimore with Michael Lorenzen. Uh, I think Michael Lorenzen's washed. And I like this Baltimore team. with said Mullins and company. So give me a little look there. I really like the Minnesota Twins at home against uh, Trevor Williams. Obviously, watch the weather in all these games. There's some nastiness that could be popping up around the Midwest and the East Coast. But Minnesota versus Trevor Williams, I like. And then in a dome, so you don't worry about weather, Milwaukee versus Nick Pavetta. Pavetta got, has some strikeout upside. He's gotten pretty bad up to death, but at the same time, giving up a lot of loud contact. So Milwaukee versus Pavetta is in play. Uh, pitching side of things, it's Shohei time. Shohei time in LA versus Kansas City Royals, who strike out all the time. So Shohei's a great one. You get John Gray coming back after a short outing when he got hit on the arm by a line drive. He gets Oakland tonight. That's always a great spot to go. Tyler Molle gets the Washington Nationals. That's a great spot to go with the strikeout upside Molle can bring to you. And then if you need to punt, I said I'd mention him again, Joey LaCasey. He's been really good in three AAA starts this year. He was a top-end potential pitcher back in the day with San Diego before injuries derailed him. He gets the Giants, who are atrocious versus lefties this season. So if you want to get cute and make a punt at the position, Joey LaCasey could be your dude. Some things I'm looking forward to on this Friday. Anytime Shohei plays, plays it's great. When he pitches, it's even better because you can see pitching and hitting Shohei Otani. So Shohei in L.A., always a fan there. I want to see if Aaron Nola can get right versus the Rockies. The Rockies are a team that will help you get right, especially on the road. Looking at Nola's box scores and looking deeper into things, it's been rough for Aaron Nola. I still see the pitchers. He's there. He's there somewhere. Let's see if he can pull it out tonight against the Rockies. Can Zach Gallon give us a third straight great start? He's been dominant in Miami in his last time out. Hasn't given up a run in two starts. Get San Diego. That's a tough lineup. We saw him on uh, Thursday night. Very tough lineup. So let's see what Zach Gallon can do. And the last but not least, the, the youngster out of, out of Houston, Hunter Brown. He's been great in his last two starts. Looking like the guy everybody was hoping he'd be. But he goes to Hotlanta to face the Atlanta Braves, one of the toughest matchups in baseball. So let's see how he can do with that one. So really looking forward to, to Hunter Brown in Atlanta as well. Lots of great stuff around the diamond. Full day of baseball action. Tons of good stuff. And, you know, we have a full weekend too. Jake Crumpler will have you covered over the weekend. I'll be back with you guys for your Monday episode. Appreciate you guys listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Make sure you guys go to PitcherList.com, become a member, go check out PL Plus, PL Pro, the Discord, the tools, all kinds of awesome stuff there, and, and you'll really enjoy it for your price point. It's an awesome, awesome situation. So go check that out. I'm on Twitter at BDNTRIC, and I'll be back with you guys next week. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast, Friday, April 21st. Catch you all later. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.